Yesterday we were doing the Iman, the next branch of Iman is Iman and Ilm. Iman to have a quest for knowledge, Talib Ilm. Sayyidina Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu narrates that the Prophet said in advice of Muslim, whoever rescues a believer from a worldly calamity shall have Allah rescue him from one of the calamities of the day of arising. Whoever is kind to a bankrupt to him, Allah shall be kind in this world and in the next. Whoever conceals the fault of a Muslim, for him Allah shall conceal his faults in this world and the next. Allah helps his slave as long as his slave helps his own brother. Whoever treads a path in order to seek knowledge, for him Allah shall make an easy path to Jannah. Never does a group of people gather in one of the houses of Allah in order to recite his book and study it amongst themselves. Without Allah's tranquility descending upon them, the angels standing around them, mercy covering them, and Allah making dhikr of them in His presence. When a man is slowed down by his actions, his lineage will not hasten him forward, i.e. to the garden. This is a very long hadith in the Sahih Muslim which contains many things other than just this concept of ilm. The first thing that you get from this hadith is that Allah subhanahu wa does incredible qadr of the mu'min. Whenever a mu'min does something for his fellow Muslim, Allah subhanahu wa himself does qadr dhani of that act. So what, again if we see that Allah subhanahu wa values so much this mutual interrelationship, this mutual help, this mutual reminding, then how much should we as believers also feel the same way? This is why Allah subhanahu wa said in the Qur'an al-Kareem, إِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنِينَ إِخْوَةً that verily the believers like brethren are supporting brothers to one another. Mu'mineen, this is an arm word. It means every strand and flavor of mu'mineen, if they're inside mu'mineen, <laughs> they have to view themselves as ikhwa, but that they are brothers and brethren to one another. So each and everything, number one, whoever rescues a mu'min from a worldly calamity. In other words, if we help a mu'min out in their dunya, from something, some tests, some trials, some tribulations, some difficulty that is affecting them in this dunya, Allah shall rescue that helper from a calamity of the yawm al-qiyamah. Allahu Akbar, that is an incredible thing to get. And you should make this niyat also. Sometimes we help people because they're our friends, our family. You should have this conscious niyat, keep this hadith in mind. An additional niyat, in addition to helping that person because he's your buddy or your friend or your whatever, you should add a niyat that else one time, also helping him for your sake, I'm also helping him to earn your pleasure, I'm also helping him to earn this reward that your beloved messenger sallallahu has promised because I'm needy. I am needy, I don't know how many calamities I've stored for myself in the Yom Al-Qiyamah, I need to find people to help, actually this should even motivate action, that I need to find people to help so somehow I can make that a means, a sabab or a bahana for Allah Ta'ala to help me. Whoever is kind to a destitute poor person, to him Allah shall be kind in this world and in the next. Sometimes Allah Ta'ala can give you the thawab for an action in this world and in the next life. Again, this would make us motivate. The asal meaning of this, the Prophet is trying to stimulate, inculcate behavior. Always remember that. Every hadith, every verse is trying to trigger an emotional response. Whoever conceals the fault of a Muslim, this is very important. For him, Allah shall conceal his fault in this world and in the next. And this is our job to conceal the fault. Faults here means sins. It doesn't mean incorrect views. It's a big difference. Fault here means sin, that if you know that a Muslim committed a sin, you should conceal that fault, you should put a veil over that fault so others may not find out. 
if you have the ability to do nahyan munkar with him, you can speak to him or make to offer him. If there's any way you can take him out of the sin, you do so. If there is somebody that you know that that person goes to his father or his teacher and you think that if you tell that person, if you inform that person, that person may be able to take them out of his sin. If you have purity of intention and you're sure that that's the only reason you're going and you say something that is an ishara or the bare minimum that is necessary to do ittila or to inform that person about the problem that this person, the other one is doing, then you can do that to that extent. However, know that if somebody publicly invites to sin or somebody publicly invites to an incorrect position then in that case you're not meant to conceal that mistake of theirs but what is put out in the public domain becomes public property and evil that is done publicly must be repelled sometimes publicly then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala helps the slave as long as his slave helps his own brother, his fellow mu'min. So as long as we are again in a state of madad and nuswat for each other, Allah ta'ala's madad and nuswat comes down upon us. Then, which is why he, Imam Bihaqi has put this hadith in this chapter, whoever treads a path, this is sabil, this is a sabilullah, whoever treads a path in order to seek knowledge, for him Allah shall make easy a path to Jannah. So that is why that we should view anybody who is seeking the ilm of the deen, whether they're doing so full-time, part-time, whether they're doing so in a madrasa, in some other way. Every moment they spend seeking the deen, the ilm of the deen, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Prophet is saying in Sahih Muslim that Allah ta'ala will ease for them a path to Jannah. So we should have a love and respect for these people, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself is saying that these are the people whom the paths of Jannah have been opened for. Then never does a group gather in one of the houses of Allah in order to do tilawat of the kitab and to study it. So tilawat to Qur'an, nisbat being done in the house of Allah. So there's a khas nisbat with doing tilawat to Qur'an in the masjid. And secondly, to have a discussion, tafsir or dars in the Qur'an al-Kareem in the masjid. Right? These two things are mentioned in the hadith back to the time of the Prophet Without Allah's tranquility, and this is not something that happened in this time by the way. When the Prophet was alive, the Sahaba were not getting together and doing tafsir. Right? They were going to him. So this is a hadith that he's mentioning that is sort of predicting what is going to happen in the future. For this, an incredible amount, and this is also the second reason this hadith is here, because this is ilm. Getting ilm of the Qur'an al-Kareem, reflecting upon it, understanding it. What, do you, what happens for that? The angels come and surround them. Allah's mercy covers them. And then Allah does zikr of them, they become the mazkur of Allah. Allah makes zikr of them in His own presence. The last thing is that when a man is slowed down by his actions, it means lack of actions or bad actions, his lineage will not hasten him forward. It means that basically lineage is one thing, it means nothing can bring us forward. Being the son of a pious person itself is not going to bring you forward. Being the son of an alim is not going to bring you forward. Being son or descendant from a dai is not going to bring you forward. Being rich is not going to bring you forward. Being educated on its own is not going to bring you forward. None of these things, none of these things are going to bring us forward if our own actions are slow, if our own a'mal saleh are little. And you would see the rut between iman and a'mal saleh. And this is why Imam Bihaqi in the chapter of Iman is going to, in his book on Iman, mentions so many a'mal and nowhere in the Quran al-Kareem. There's not a single place in the Quran where Allah SWT talks about those who do amil al-salihat walladhina amanu. The tertib is always, always, dozens of places. Alladhina amanu wa amil al-salihat. Iman and amal, iman and amal, iman and amal. 
So each and every nugget here, each and every branch of iman is meant to inculcate a new type, a different type of amal salih if we are able, inshallah, Aziz, to adorn ourselves with all of the 77 branches of iman that the Prophet mentioned, then perhaps we will be able to adorn ourselves with 77 different varieties of amal salih And Allah subhanahu in the Qur'an al either 77 or 78 times has used this construct, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu. May Allah subhanahu make us people of ilm, may people who help our fellow Muslims, may He give us the jaza and the thawab for that. وآخر الدعوانا الحمد لله رب العالمين